Hi, and welcome to Are You Done Yet? The podcast about your work and project management challenges. I'm Mike Taylor, and as with me as always, Brian Quick. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Hey, it's been a while since we've done a podcast, and a lot's happened. There's a lot of water under the bridge, so to speak. Kind of uh, like that bridge you got behind you. Can you what, where's that? <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm highlighting the uh, Bridge of Lions in beautiful St. Augustine, Florida, where I live. Um, and we moved down here about uh, two and a half years ago. And uh, it's just a wonderful, beautiful city. Um, so many things to do. My wife actually has a job um, in one of the stores, in the clothing stores. We know some good friends of ours that own it. And uh, so we're we're becoming more and more part of the community. We're down there a lot. It's a great place to be if you have ever have the occasion to visit Northeast Florida and the Jacksonville metro area. Make sure you get down to. St. Augustine, um, and the, the Bridge of Lions is like the main bridge that goes over the uh, the river and the intercoastal waterway there, Mike. And you've you've actually boated there before, right? Oh yeah, yeah, it's awesome, and and it goes over towards Anastasia, and there's a great state park that's out there. You can go camping and everything, and I see it's all lit up for Christmas. It's um they they yeah. really do it up. It's a it's a historic town. It's I guess it's the oldest city and um a continuously occupied um, city in the United States. It's the oldest city in the United States. Yeah, that's right. 1519, I think, something absurd like that. Yeah. Um, and um, they have what's called the Knights of Lights during the holidays, and they light the whole downtown city up, horse-drawn carriages, and everybody just really gets into. My daughter was actually in the uh, St. Augustine Parade. She was marching oh, with the seventh, seventh grade band with her clarinet. So That's nice. Good times. <laughs> Good times, good times here in St. Augustine, Florida, but good times at Innovative E as well. Yeah, we've been doing a lot lately. You want to kind of take us away? We've got a lot of things to cover today, I think. Yeah, we want to go over what we're doing for some of our main customers, what we call the customer corner, um, specifically highlighting a case study we did with uh, Southern New Hampshire University, um, which just came out from Microsoft. So that was really exciting. want to talk a little bit about that. Um, make sure the word gets out um, on how we were able to help them and, and their story. So in case your story sort of is similar or can you can relate to that, um, maybe you'd get some value out of it. Um, right. We also wanted to talk about what we were doing with uh, TribalNet um, yeah. in November, early November. Um, and uh, that was in Dallas, Texas. And we were able to meet with customers and go to a – Mike, we went to a trade show. We went to we a checked. trade show. So here's here's my badges that I've had for all the trade shows I've yeah. done. I finally got to add a new one out there on the on the end. There's our conference sponsor badge for uh, Tribalnet. First time in two years. It was awesome to get in person, and they had a great turnout. They had um, I think about 80% plus of what they normally do. Um, you know, Microsoft and the other partners, um, Edison supported us there. Bravo Consulting. Mm -hmm. um, so we had a you know a really good. Um, I think interaction um, it was great to be in person and talking to people again and, and hearing about their challenges and um, things that they're doing on the Microsoft platform. Um, a lot of we've worked with a lot of tribal nations in the past. Some of them have really progressed their their footprint and, and usage of the platform. So it was just a really good experience, I think, for, um, you know, for having not done it in a while. And it came off, you know, almost without a hitch, surprisingly. I think um, some good project management involved. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. So it was fun to just be in a booth again and talk about what Innovative E does, how we can help customers just kind of hear the the short version of their story and their journey um, to the cloud. Hmm. And, you know, everybody's kind of in a different place. 
Travelnet is a really cool conference. It's they're really great people um, to work with, to meet, um, to talk to, because there there's a diversity in kind of the industry that's being addressed with Travelnet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's served under the federal government um, for Microsoft, so we're we're kind of coming in under that umbrella, if you will. Um, we're meeting with those folks in the federal government um, yep. business at Microsoft, um, but we're also you know getting to know a lot of the folks. Um, in the tribal nations, there's a diversity of of industry there. So some of them are representing um, gaming and casino entities, yep, um, which are huge businesses and uh, in hospitality, um, hotels, gaming. A lot of them are, are also those folks are representing healthcare needs um, in their res on their reservations or in their you know their um, yes. tribal nations. Um, and then there's a, a lot of folks that are, you know, municipal in nature. So there's the, you know, just running the day-to-day operations of the police department or, um, you know, the uh, the needs um, of the tribal nation. So right. it, it's interesting, um, the, the diversity in, in kind of the industry there. And, you know, Innovative E kind of spans different industries. We don't have a particular concentration. We have more experience in some than others, but we're able to right. have great conversations with everybody. Yep. Yeah, I think it was really good. And and like I was saying a minute ago, we found that um, a lot of folks have progressed. And as we, I think everyone in um, all businesses have had to progress their cloud transformation, we found that and that was reaffirmed with the conversations we're having. A lot of the nations have moved mm-hmm. forward a lot more where maybe two or three years ago, there was still a lot of data center centric stuff. They've really embraced the, the Microsoft cloud strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them are in the GCC, a lot of them are in the commercial clouds. Um, it's a... Um, you know, it's good to see them really embracing that strategy. And the 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 person from Microsoft that runs the whole thing, Don Leonetti, we talked to him and his team. He brought a bunch of folks from Microsoft and Jan Adams from the federal SSP for project was there uh, supporting as well. So a lot of good conversations, like you said, cross industry and around work mm-hmm. and project management and how the platform is really getting more and more engaged um, or more and more available for most of the folks to support this diverse set of needs that you talked about. And just a shout out to Dallas in general. That was a great, it's a great city. Um, we spent time at the Gaylord up in uh-huh. uh, Grapevine, and uh, what a wonderful hotel that is! Wow, just really yeah. impressive. They were setting up for all the Christmas stuff while we were there, so we get, you know, it was kind of cool on a day-to-day basis. There was just more and more Christmas stuff every time you woke up in the morning, <laughs> and yeah. they were basically transforming it into like the North Pole while we were there. Yeah, um, but also Grapevine. Great. We had a great time in Grapevine. Um, yeah, what it's a, a quaint a little, cool town. little town. Yeah, a lot yeah. of shops and things to do, places to eat. So you know, we I know uh, we both took the spouses. Uh, so we were ba- we were basically um, hanging out in Grapevine, you know, enjoying the town as well. So it was great yeah. to be out, you know, just out of state and just out. It really was. Yeah, it was a good time to and and great experiences all around. Yeah, awesome. So. Um, Tribalnet, you know, we're still, you know, having some great conversations with people as a result of that conference, and we're we're talking to them about, you know, last time we were at Tribalnet, it was like in Nashville about two years ago, mm-hmm. and we were we were hearing, you know, that a lot of Microsoft Teams, can you do this in Microsoft Teams? Um, and uh, trans, you know, fast forward two years, everybody's using it, um, right. and they're all they're all there, and. If they're not, they're getting there too. And um, it just kind of validated what we're doing at Innovative E with work and project management transformation and using Teams as a, like a central collaboration hub to do that. 
Right. Yeah. Teams and and kind of the whole modern platform that that Microsoft's yeah. bringing bringing to bear there. Teams being a central way for people to work and kind of stay focused. And um, as Microsoft puts it, the um, uh, non-contact switching or don't they don't have your know, folks can stay in the same context where they don't have to go to all these different um, places. And to that extent, we actually have built and and I you know if folks have followed our podcast, we've been talking about this for a while. A product called Teams for project management and it allows people to stay in that context of mm -hmm. teams most of the people who are doing the work don't even have to know where the actual um, execution software as a service is like project online or project for mm -hmm. the web and um, you know because the team's experience allows them to stay engaged now the project managers will have to go to the those applications and enter and create the task and everything else but for the most part people can stay in that um, you know that secure experience that unified experience that um, area where um, it's it's there's an element of governance to it because it creates all the the team sites the same which is a problem that a lot of customers face is you know kind of team sprawl and everything else so it keeps it all consistent and um, and it's easy to use and and that actually might be a good segue to talk um, a little bit about the uh, the Chinook case study because that's yeah. actually um, where we we help that customer the Southern New Hampshire University mm -hmm. and um, we we actually had been engaged helping do some consulting and some um, work around project online and they they came to us with a set of challenges around project intake and um, and and needing a better unified experience so we actually um, we did provide teams for project management to them and then um, and there's the case study right there and um, yeah. yeah it was a, so it like was, I mean this was a great experience and it's some kind of like break it down a little bit of how this this transpired you know we were we were working with the Southern New Hampshire University on their project online implementation. And during the course of those discussions, they wanted to do an assessment of, um, you know, whether, you know, and how to roll out basically the, the PPM strategy, the tool set to a broader audience. And uh, we really brought the Microsoft Teams collaboration first story into the conversation as a result of that assessment. And we said, let's take project online, which is a, um, a great tool, but it's more of a destination PPM tool, right? It's not the collaboration occurs there. And let's take the collaboration aspects of teams and let's we'll use those instead. And we'll pull the mm -hmm. data in from project online and we'll make project online like part of teams. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people are sort of in that same scenario that um, maybe out there, they're either using project online today and then Hmm. So, you know, some project managers are navigating toward using Teams as a destination for the collaboration and the files and everything like that. So now you got two things. Mm. Well, we can pull it, it in. So what we did with uh, Schnu is, um, and you can go out on the Microsoft website. Microsoft actually conducted this case study. They interviewed us. They interviewed the Schnu folks. Um, and it was a really cool process to be a part of. I really was. And they came up with this... Uh, great write-up um, about what happened and how we were able to help them out um, and the long story short is there were different people using different tools different things that they were um, doing project management in, and they had a disconnected experience and then there were some folks that were using project online but they didn't feel like that tool set was collaborative enough to push it to everybody right so what we did was we took the best of Project Online and the best of Teams and Power Platform, and we kind of glued it all together with our mm -hmm. T4PM app. You mentioned earlier, yep. Teams for Project Management is what we call it, T4PM. And uh, what it does is you have a project intake process. It uses Power Automate, Microsoft Forms. It takes that stuff in, 
Um, and then, you know, it automatically provisions all the team's channels and the governance that they need in order to be successful and collaborative on that project. And it pulls in the project schedule from Project Online to the tab yep. in Teams. It's really yep. cool. Um, issue, risk tracking, it's all, all there. And the key to this all is that all that data goes into one central database location for reporting out of Power BI. So you're not using disparate data um, everywhere. Good luck doing anything comprehensive like resource capacity planning or management or trying to figure out project prioritization if everybody's using different tools. So they were able to consolidate it together in one thing, stay on the Microsoft platform, which has economies of scale and security involved with it as well, and then move it forward in a more collaborative way. It's very exciting. Yeah, it really is. And there's there's a lot of detail that's in the case study. We could probably talk about this for an hour or more about uh, they even realized benefits that they didn't see um, or didn't anticipate coming into it that, you know, cross organizations have better views into that intake process you, you talked about. So they're actually able to uh, one, one organization may say, hey, you're doing this. I, we were thinking about doing something similar. So let's start talking. So it's increasing the collaboration that's happening even outside of the application just because of the visibility. So, you know, mm -hmm. visibility and collaboration. We've talked about this a lot. Um, and, you know, I've mentioned this in a couple of our podcasts. You like to say that uh, a lot of the the, the point solutions kind of treat create uh, or work collaboration as a second class citizen. Mm -hmm. What we're really doing is putting collaboration with this kind of um, this kind of thought process and then the products and, and the services around it is putting collaboration at the center of mm -hmm. of everything. And, you know, we've actually kind of talked a little bit about, you know, an intelligent collaboration fabric this is kind of a, a term we've been kicking around a lot. But um, that that actually goes into something that's also very exciting for us, I think. And, and that is that we are, um, you know, we're really working towards um, reimagining our whole approach and it's built off of this this kind of philosophy so we've engaged with some folks to help us really um take this message consolidate it and and take it to market so that we're, we have a, a much more um cohesive way to address this this problem in the problem space and uh, yeah I know, I know you're pretty excited about that we'll be starting to actually roll this <laughs> out in early 2022 so there'll be a lot of stuff people will be seeing um in social and and other and in you know with our partners and everything else around this yeah, I mean, 2022 is going to be a big year for Innovative E. There's no doubt about it. And it's going to be about stories like this. It's going to be about taking stories like this, making sure that other people are aware of how we were able to help um, in transforming um, their work in project management. We've got a couple more in the works here. Um, one of them at a, at a uh, an equity firm in a, that's in the healthcare area. So that's coming mm -hmm. to a theater near you. So we, we talked about with them, we did that um, kind of interview yesterday for the case study, and it was a really good um, exploration of you know where they were um, before we were able to come in and assist, and then now where they are later. And it's been a good journey with them. Um, it's been a like a short, crisp sort of journey, but it's gonna uh, it's been a good good journey. Um, and that that one is going to be about how the power platform specifically. Um, we're able to build in their business processes that they leverage every day. Um, and actually, it's the way that they do business that we were able to build in to the Power Platform. So more to come on that, and we'll be highlighting yeah. that in the next podcast. 
and that one's super exciting because it actually, as you said, it's um, is taking in their you know their their special sauce of their differentiation in the marketplace and how they approach business, right. and it's helping to automate it with the Power Platform and really do that as business process automation like you're talking about. Um, and their journey was interesting too. I'd like to take a little segue on this. And it, it, some yeah. of this will be in the case study, some of it won't. But um, you, you mentioned before with Snoo, we got in, we we had started doing some work with them. Then we took a, a step back and did an assessment to kind of work forward with with this customer you're talking about. We kind of entered in. They had already been working with other folks and trying to do some things in the Power Platform. Kind of hit a wall, and so they asked us to come in and kind of assess the situation and say what's the right thing to do, and and should we even be using the Power Platform, or should right. we use some custom or even uh, purpose-built thing around what they do in the equity management space. And, and so we did. We actually worked with them and, and, and delivered a, a fairly, well, I would say it was a, it was a very objective um, assessment of, you know, here's some other products you can do and here's what you can do with this. And here's the, you know, the cost and the, and the things you can do with an off-the-shelf product, um, which, you know, overall cost initially was probably a little lower. But the flexibility that they wanted to really get their process, their special sauce in, that's what the Power Platform right. uh, really provided. And they wanted that flexibility to not just initially to get it like they wanted, but knowing that they can continue to evolve that process to re- keep that competitive advantage and not have to wait for a vendor to make these these changes to an off-the-shelf product, which is right. always a slower life cycle. And you know, there's this bill versus buy that all customers go through. And they decided to bill because the, the low-code, no-code, it's, you know, it's kind of in, it sits in that center space, right? It's um, it allows you to kind of have the best of both worlds, where you can go get things done quickly, um, and less expensively than going with a full custom solution. Um, right. But you're not bound by the rigidity of of buying an off-the-shelf product. So it kind of sits in the middle. And it's not to say that you don't run into complexity with low-code, no-code. There's, and this customer and others did, and that's you know that's where we can come in and help to to steer as as you make this more of an enterprise application. How do you do that and put the right parameters around it? And we we did that, mm-hmm. and I think as you said, they seem super happy with it, and it's mm-hmm. it's it's so exciting to see a business actually be able to expand the way that they're you know they're go to market with with a product that we've helped build like that. Yeah, it was it's really energizing, you know. Yeah. Um, especially yesterday, you know, Mike, I kind of had a challenging day yesterday. I think, I think you know, you know why you were on the same calls I was. It was, it was, <laughs> it happens. It was, <laughs> it was. We had a challenging morning. You know, it started earlier than it was supposed to, and it, you know, it went it, went long, <laughs> it went long, but we got through it. But yeah, that having that call at the end of the day yesterday, um, kind of made my day. So, yeah. you know, I think it's going to be a great story that we can tell people. That's kind of the stuff I get energized about. Yeah. Um. So speaking of, um, then we've got we've got another one in the works um, with a um, a bank that we were that we're talking with um, that we were able to to help them release all, all three modules of uh, Edison 365, and we're real excited about Edison 365. At, you know, at Innovative E, um, as we tra- transform work and project management, sometimes just buying something off the shelf. Um, that you know, already is there, already exists, that does innovation management, business case management, and project management on the Microsoft platform in kind of a complete suite that's kind of turnkey um, and configurable is really appealing uh, to some Absolutely. folks, and especially because it's economical and it furthers what they're already doing with Microsoft right. on the platform. And it was a really good fit for this customer, and we we were, we implemented it as we always do um, with our Edison 365 customers. Um, in a comprehensive way, we're looking at it like not only are we going to turn this on, but we're going to we want to talk to you about what business processes, what um, configurations you want to build into the solution, and why. Right. 
So yep, that's absolutely. also a case study coming to a theater near you um, yep. that we're going to be working on in early Q1. Yep. And it's, you know, again, it's it, what we have really embraced over the years and, and doing it more, um, I guess, directly now is really meeting people where they are. And so, right. the, uh, you know, the equity management firm, they they needed the um, they needed it to be more customizable. They needed it to be more precise and down built around their processes. So they were willing to go down that. Um, and with this um, financial firm you're talking about, they needed fast and flexible. They needed to be, mm-hmm. be able to get something deployed quickly to meet strategic objectives that had been set at the, you know, the sea level and market uh, responding to market trends and things that were going on. So there's, you know, there's the continuum that, that allow you to be fast and flexible mm-hmm. to custom and you know, detail processes all the way over to kind of business process automation and full customization. And we can meet people wherever they are there. And that's, that's a really great, um, that's, it's a great feeling to be able to help people anywhere in that continuum. Yeah, it's, it's kind of fun not to be a one-trick pony, Mike. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, Brian, as I mentioned a minute ago, you oftentimes said that you feel that collaboration is a second-class citizen. So, And we're talking about reframing kind of our whole go-to-market, not just from a messaging perspective, but really tying it together everything that we're doing under one umbrella. And um, I'd like to actually read here what we've us and the, and the firm we've hired to, to, to work with is really kind of caramelized down, and that is um, – Transform project and work management into a competitive advantage with a cloud-driven mm. modern collaboration tool set that engages everyone in your core objectives. So I think that kind of says it all in terms of how you transform project work management at scale for organizations. It and really does. Tying back to those core objectives is a key piece too, I think. Um, yeah. Really thinking of it strategically as a strategic asset and not just a tool to go manage a, a project or uh, an initiative or development or whatever, you, you know, it's really kind of, it's most people in organizations that are information workers are engaged in some form of work management and, mm-hmm. you know, really elevating that, the collaboration is at the core of that and keeping that front and center and building out from there, I think mm-hmm. is, um, it's kind of, it's kind of transformative in terms of the way of thinking. You know, it, it's a really powerful statement, transform work and project management into a strategic advantage. I mean, wow, you think about, yeah, a lot of companies have work and project management going on, but it's just something they have to do. It's like organized work that they have to do. And to take that and say, that is the most important work that your company is doing. And if you're, if you're executing on that effectively, um, then you are creating a strategic advantage for yourself. Effectively and aligned with whatever the, the core objectives or strategic objectives are. And some things don't apparently, you know, it's not apparent how they align to a strategic objective, but at some point they do um, everything that you're doing or should. And if it doesn't yeah. and you have visibility to it, then you may rethink whatever that work is going on there and reallocate those resources to something that is more strategic and beneficial right. to your customers and, and organization. But what, what it really brings it home for me is that I'm, I'm, I may be oversimplifying this, so forgive me, but now with the tool sets that we have and the tools that we have um, being so easy to use and so collaborative, that all, in order to get that strategic advantage, all you really have to do is just stick to a common tool set that on the Microsoft platform that you know includes what your things you're already using. 
like Microsoft Teams, and let's interject some other tools in there that are extremely easy to use, very collaborative into that Teams ecosystem, like Project for the Web right. and Power BI and Power Automate, Power Apps. Let's interject some of those tools in and really just build out that collaborative um, framework that you're already using. So all you really do have to do is use that and you're not really going out of your way. You're not going to, we talk a lot about how PPM systems have been destination systems that you've had to go over there and do the work. And that some of that is, has been challenging to do is embracing the user community in, in the data collection effort. Um, because really those PPM systems, that data is representative of the work that's going on. That's not the actual work that's going on. Absolutely. So we've said that a lot in the past, and what's really hitting home for me is that just by just working in this collaborative Microsoft ecosystem and building in, you know, spicing in some project management tools that are built for that, you're kind of already doing it. So the barrier of entry to that rich data collection has been lowered to a point where all you have to do is use um, this Teams environment this P, this project work management environment in the, in Microsoft Teams to get to that point yep. of a strategic advantage. So it's a lot easier to get there than it used to be. Right. And it, yeah, it takes it takes the legs out of a lot of the you know when you were in a, in a purpose built PPM type solution, then you mm -hmm. had to kind of layer in these complex processes and training to support the processes and kind of yeah. hammer that in and there was a lot of effort that went around that what we're trying that'll never go away entirely what we're trying to do is bake it into the collaboration mm -hmm. fabric and i think that's what mm -hmm. you're saying it makes it easier to kind of just get started and, and do the work and yeah. the technology is is able to start doing more and more of the of the the collaboration aspect so when we talk about a collaboration platform which really um what hits home for me is what what we're doing here is it's not just collaboration for people it's application mm -hmm. collaboration right oh, <laughs> Appli yeah. applications are collaborating and the power platform and the dataverse and all of those mm -hmm. components on the microsoft secure Net platform allow for that to happen mm -hmm. almost seamlessly and right. that's i think a, a, a real power of the whole concept as well yeah you know I mean, the most of the challenge with ppm system adoption has been are the users going to embrace it? Mm -hmm. um, are the team members going to go and, up, and update their tasks? Are they going to fill out their timesheet if there is one? Um, are they going to go to the project team website to collaborate? Or is that just another thing they have to do? Right. Um, and so a lot of folks have struggled. We've tried to help folks as much as we can along that journey and emphasized that the user adoption and the change management aspects of a PPM deployment should be paramount in your thinking and, and, it, right. and it is imperative to success. Some folks have gone on their own or or whatever and, and despite those um, that situation have have not had a PPM system that was fully embraced by the enterprise for whatever reason because they look at it like I've got to go use the, pro use the project management tool. I've got to go over here and use this thing. It's not my tool. It's the project managers and I've got to go tell them what I'm doing. Right. Absolutely. I have to give them data. And mm -hmm. and and it's always some extra thing that you have to do 
when Microsoft put that into the SharePoint ecosystem, it got better. Then it was just in SharePoint and you're already in SharePoint for other things. But now it's just putting that in Teams makes it so engrossed and embedded in what you're doing every day and you never have to leave it that it's not somewhere else you need to go. Right. Yeah. It changes that context switching. It's awesome. It's not just a project management tool anymore. It's it's the tool that the enterprise is collaborating in already. So it's yep. bringing it just in. It's bringing the project management into the stuff you're already doing. And what you're getting out of that is you're getting the data centralized and the insights into it without really the users having to do anything special. Right. Collaboration first. Instead yep. of second class. Yep. Yep. So that's what we're all about. That's uh, that's going to be a huge story for Innovative in 2022. Absolutely. All right, so um, just kind of segueing into the next uh, segment we were going to talk about today is um, kind of lighten it up a little bit. What, what's your, Mike, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Well, my, my, it used to be It's a Wonderful Life, but over the last several years, it's kind of uh, morphed into um, Christmas Vacation. Um, <laughs> Kind of, so, kind of a irreverent yeah. and um and fun. So I we have a tradition that every Thanksgiving, because that marks the beginning of the Christmas season, at the end of the evening, um, uh, me and others will sit around and have some leftover turkey and um, fire up Christmas vacation and mark the beginning. Yeah. And so every year we watch it. So it's it's been going on now. It's kind of a family thing we've been doing for a long time. Yeah, you know, I I embrace that and wholeheartedly, Mike. You know, um, my favorite character, of course, <laughs> would be uh, Eddie. cousin Eddie, right? Yeah. So, yep. um, yeah, he, I, cause you know, I, I have an RV, um, our family RVs and I know all about, you know, um, emptying it out, but I, I don't do it in the street sewer. No, no. That's um, like he did, but you know, sort hey, of illegal. <laughs> yeah. I try to look as much like him as possible when I am emptying the RV though. Um, <laughs> it's classic. It's just classic. Um, so so that I mean, Christmas Vacation. I have to agree with you on that. I mean, there's there's no better Christmas movie. I like a Christmas story. Yep, um, it's a good I, one too. It never gets old. It just never nope. gets old, does it? Nope. nope. Um, Especially the, the the scene there. At the, they go to the Chinese restaurant at the end. Far ra 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 ra. Yeah, love that movie. Yeah, love Red it. Um, again. Yep. My kids oh. are really into the the uh, Santa Claus. Uh, oh yeah. Series. Oh yeah, that was a great series. Yeah. What's the guy's name? Tim. Tim Allen. Tim Allen. Yeah. He was he was great. That's great. Anyway, Christmas movies are big part a big part of of our celebration here in the in the Quick Household. We love our movies. One other one that I try to watch as Christmas gets a little closer. Scrooged with Bill Murray. Yeah, I got to get I got to work that in at least once every every season. So the other night we went out to uh, my buddy's place and he has one of those outdoor inflatable screens mm-hmm. and we, and, uh, and so we, uh, we got the fire started and we were kind of all around uh, the campfire on his, on his patio, pool patio, watching Elf oh, that's on, a great on the big one too. screen on the projector. So that was fun. Yep. Yep. That's awesome. Good times. <laughs> so what else is on your list, Mike? Uh, well, I still have some shopping to do with all the supply chain issues that are going on. I tried to start early this year and start doing all my ordering. I got about half of it done, but I still have a little more to do. How about you? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I'm terrible at that. I always wait till the last minute. I'm really trying not to, but I'm I'm a procrastination shopper. 
Yeah, I like to wait. Actually, it's another tradition of mine. I, I save a couple of gifts to the very end and I go retail shop at the end because I think I go into a mall or go in some place on Christmas Eve. Um, you get different experiences. You, you you know, you deal with a lot of the folks who are they're they're in the last hour of their holiday season sales and they're the last shift that's going to be there. And some of them are super excited and, and very and some are really down. And so you try to be, give them a smile and, you know, some <laughs> happy holidays. And it's. It's uh, an interesting experience. Go get a cup of coffee, walk around the mall. It's, it's good. <laughs> that's kind of, that's kind of cool. All right. Um, so I think you know, does this wrap up our episode of uh, Are You Done Yet for this time around? I think we're I think we're done with this episode. Never done, but I think we're done with this one. Yeah, we're never done, Mike. Um, yep. with project project management, work management, transformation here at Innovative E. So we'll we'll put another episode in the bag. Thanks for joining us. Um, and we're gonna be uh, we're gonna get better. We're gonna get better about doing these uh more often because they're fun. I, they are. We need to we need to get back on our normal cadence. I yeah. think we've been doing them monthly and kind of slipped and made it six seven weeks in between some of them. So we need to <laughs> maybe that's a New Year's resolution for 2022. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> we get well, 12 got... of them in next year. <laughs> Yeah, we've got uh, we've got so many great stories to share, um, and I think a lot of people can relate to kind of the the topics that we're digging into. So we're gonna we're gonna do our best to, um, you know, do our day jobs, but also get on the horn here and uh, and, and impart some of that information on you guys. Thanks for joining us. Um, we'll see you next time. Thanks a lot. Bye bye. Mm-hmm.